This St. Joseph's Health MedCast COVID-19 podcast was recorded on July 28, 2020. St. Joseph's Health presents another edition of its podcast, St. Joseph's Health MedCast. During this time of COVID-19, it's nerve-wracking for seasonal allergy sufferers to know when they're dealing with allergies versus possible COVID-19 symptoms. 2020 has turned out to be a brutal year for allergies, and it's not over yet. Ragweed is the biggest allergy trigger in the fall. Though it usually starts to release pollen with cool nights and warm days in August, it can last into September and October. About 75% of people allergic to spring plants also have reactions to ragweed. Because of this, it's really important to distinguish the various symptoms you experience to best prepare you for your health. We're going to talk about it today with Dr. Tucker Harris, an otolaryngologist, also known as an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and allergist at St. Joseph's Health. This is St. Joseph's Health MedCast from St. Joseph's Health. I'm Prakash Chandran. So, Dr. Harris, what exactly are the main differences between the way your body responds to allergies versus COVID-19 symptoms? You know, the main difference to keep in mind is fever. That is something you will never get with allergies, and it's the main differentiating symptom we have to tell us is it COVID-19 or the allergies. So fever is the big thing. A couple of other subtle differences would be that with the COVID-19, symptoms basically will onset, you know, within a 24-hour period. You'll go from normal to, you know, feeling all the nasal congestion, loss of sense of smell. Um, it'll be rather sudden, whereas with allergies, it's typically not an overnight thing. It, it kind of builds insidiously uh, as the season progresses. And the other difference that some patients will notice, some will not, is that they'll reproducibly be able to trigger their symptoms by going outside or um, getting close to some of the offending agents like a patch of ragweed or, um, you know, somebody's just freshly trimmed lawn or mowed lawn. They'll reproducibly get a sudden onset of their symptoms, go back inside and give it a little bit more time and they'll improve, you know, within the course of minutes to an hour. That that will not be seen with COVID-19 either. Now, you talked about fever and nasal symptoms. I think the most common things that I've personally heard about is that wheezing, shortness of breath, the dry cough as the symptoms of COVID-19. Does COVID-19 also cause those nasal symptoms? Yeah, so COVID-19 can cause a runny nose, post-nasal drip, more than anything, nasal congestion. And one of the hallmarks is a sudden loss of the sense of smell and taste. So those, a lot of those symptoms will overlap with allergies and, and make it difficult to determine which is this that I'm dealing with, COVID-19 or allergies. So is it safe to say when you have itchy eyes, a runny nose, then it's allergies? Those are the types of things that I experience when I go outside. Yeah, not all patients that have allergies will get those symptoms, but watery eyes, itchy eyes, itchy nose, having to scratch the nose and rub it to make it feel better, uh, having to snort through the nose, all of those things go along with allergies, and you really shouldn't get any sort of itchiness happening uh, with COVID-19. So you can pretty much rest assured if the symptoms are reproducible with exposure to an offending agent and you've got itchiness and no fever, it's almost certainly allergies to something. 
So what about people, especially with children, who suffer from allergies and asthma? You know, coughing and chest tightness can be signs of COVID-19, but is wheezing and uh, those asthma symptoms that we just discussed? Yeah, that's overlap area as well with some patients who have COVID-19, wheezing, uh, cough, chest problems. You know, so that also makes it a little bit difficult to determine you know, which of these problems is it? Is it allergies, asthma, or is it COVID-19? It's, it's more likely asthma if patients happen to have an uh, inhaler or a puffer and they use it and it seems to improve their symptoms greatly. Um, it, it's less likely to be COVID-19 if that's the case. I see. So people with allergies that want to rule out COVID-19, how do they go about managing it? Do they go to a pharmacy and uh, do they get over-the-counter medication or do they need to see an allergist? Ideally, visiting an allergist is the best way to test for allergies. Uh, there's a couple of ways to do it. One is with uh, skin scratch testing, and that's a little tougher to do um, and still maintain social distancing, but um, many offices have figured out ways to actually perform it. The other option is to do a a one-time blood draw. Either method can test for the same types of allergens or things that you can be allergic to, whether it's pollens, molds, dust, or even foods sometimes. The accuracy level between the two is, in most cases, negligible. So either method would work fine. And uh, in this day and age of telemedicine, you know, a lot of times the blood testing or the skin testing can be ordered without even an in-person visit. And, uh, and we can hopefully get to an answer. Yeah, that's really good. What about the options when it does come to managing these seasonal allergies at home? Does that just consist of getting certain over-the-counter medicines or going through certain home remedies? That's a great question. Over-the-counter medications certainly have their place and are very helpful for a lot of patients. So uh, topical nasal steroid sprays um, and over-the-counter antihistamines are very helpful. Another thing that most allergists recommend to their patients is to use some sort of uh, device to irrigate or rinse out the nose, rinse it out with saline. And that's fairly harmless and can be done, you know, once a day, twice a day, numerous times throughout the day. Um, there's various manufacturers that make various products, but one of the more commonly uh, termed products is a neti pot. Uh, but anything that's similar to it will work, and it basically just flushes the nose with salt water, and that's designed to help thin out some of the thick mucus from allergies. And it's also designed to remove uh, some of the particulates or pollens or dust particles or what have you that's, that's irritating the nose. And a lot of patients find that very helpful to do. Most of those devices or instruments that are used to do the irrigation are found over the counter, most in your grocery store or pharmacy or even uh, through various online vendors. Got it. That's helpful. Just a, a basic question here. Allergies and illnesses can coexist together, right? Yes, correct. And in fact, they do. So um, allergies are extremely common and it's, it's not unusual to have other underlying illnesses along with allergies. Um, so asthma can be related to allergies. There are some rare patients out there that 
are having migraine headaches triggered by allergies. Um, so, so there's a few different things out there that can be uh, somewhat related. And can you talk to us a little bit about the progression of COVID-19 symptoms? I'm wondering if there is a possibility that someone fights off those initial symptoms like the fever and the nasal things that we were discussing, uh, so it never actually gets to the later stage, wheezing and dry cough and things of that nature that we hear about in the news. So maybe talk a little bit about that, just how it progresses over time and if someone is able to fight it off. Yeah, that's tough to discuss in depth because there's such a wide variety of uh, symptoms and presentations that can be possible, you know, including patients that have absolutely no symptoms of infection, um, all the way to having basically only the uh, um, stroke and blood clot symptoms uh, that some people have been hearing about in the in the media. So it's it's tough to tell patients exactly what to expect um, in any individual or given case, but but most patients, if they do get symptoms, they're going to be nasal congestion, fever, um, loss of sense of smell, possibly a dry cough. And those kinds of symptoms can linger for several days or even a few weeks. Um, lethargy, headaches, just feeling kind of run down, those are fairly common as well. Um, so it's tough to give a an overall sense of how the disease is going to progress for people. But those other, those symptoms I just mentioned are what will happen for most patients that develop a symptomatic infection. So just as we close here, what is something that people should do if they're just not sure about the symptoms they're experiencing? Yeah, if they're not sure, by all means, please contact your primary provider um, or if you already have an allergist, uh, they would be a good resource as well and, and discuss the, the symptoms. And most primary providers will be able to advise as to whether it's a good idea to do a COVID-19 test versus skip doing the test and just presume that it's a COVID-19 infection and take precautions to self-isolate or quarantine. Um, and keep close updates with the primary provider or any other medical professionals if there's any downturn or progression for the worse in the symptoms. And, you know, just final question here. I'm sure that you've probably seen a lot of patients with this concern that we're talking about today. Is there any final piece of advice that you might have for people that are worried about COVID-19 and allergies? My final piece of advice is don't stay silent and try and self-diagnose. Don't hesitate to contact your doctor or primary provider or even contact an urgent care center or a helpline. Contact somebody in the medical field and explain the situation. And I would say just don't sit back and and hope that it's not COVID-19, you know, do some investigating. Don't hesitate to contact us. That's what we're here for. And, um, you know, we're more than happy to help people out and, you know, help them through it. Well, Dr. Harris, I truly appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for educating us today. That's Dr. Tucker Harris, an otolaryngologist and allergist at St. Joseph's Health. For more information, please visit sjhsyr.org. 
That's S-J-H-S-Y-R dot O-R-G. If interested, call 315-744-1505 to schedule an appointment. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is St. Joseph's Health Medcast from St. Joseph's Health. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.